0: Once a month, we check in with Jessica Gilbert at the Humane Society, who speaks of an adoptable pet and other things. Hi, Jessica. Good morning. Let's just start off with our adoptable pet today. How about that? Jessica sends me the photo, and uh, today's email just said Clifford in the subject line. And if you're familiar with the children's character in the books... You might picture a big red dog, which is exactly what I did. The color's a little different.
1: Yes, he, he's um, definitely not red, but he is cute as anything. He oh, is he a retriever hound mix, and he was born in December 2022, so he's not quite six months old.
0: He looks pretty sizable right now in this photo. He's going to be a big one, yes,
1: Yes, I think he's going to be a good-sized dog. He may wind up growing into his bark. He has all of the qualities of a hound as far as his vocalization. So he has a lot to say, and he says it all the time.
0: So you have to be mindful of that. This is not going to be a quiet little docile uh, sleepy dog, at least not right away.
1: Yes, you would not want him in an apartment or... Um, Maybe you would want him in an apartment, but your neighbors will not. So, no apartments for Clifford. He has a lot of energy. So, he would be uh, really enjoying a fenced in yard where he can run that off. He's not really a fan of being alone. So, if you work long hours, um, he's probably not the best bet for you. He wants to be around people um, and he doesn't mind being around other dogs. So having some company would be really good for him.
0: The latchkey dog, so to speak, he is not. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some folks have that luxury of being able to take their pals like Clifford with them. Maybe he'd fit into an environment like that.
1: Or, hey, if you work from home, that is even better because yeah. then you can just hang out together all day. He would make a great co-worker.
0: So how big is Clifford going to get? Do we know?
1: You know, I don't really know how big he's going to get. He's definitely got long legs, so I think he's going to be a good-sized dog.
0: Yeah. All right, so uh, click through from the show notes at battlecreekpodcast.com or go right to the Humane Society website and look for Clifford, who is uh, ready and raring to go. And you should follow the Humane Society on Facebook, by the way, because... I enjoy the follow-up things you post. So obviously pets become adopted and I don't know, six months, a year later, there's an update on them. And what I like about them is, did they keep their name or did they get a new name, (laughs) which is always interesting to me.
1: Our staff members take great pride in naming the animals, but, you know, once the animal's in the home, sometimes that's just not quite the right name for them. I'm always interested to hear what their new names are and what kind of animal they wound up becoming. Yeah. Um, So those updates are so much fun to see.
0: How do you decide on names? I just envision you all standing around going, oh boy, we got to come up with another name.
1: (laughs) Generally, it's our younger staff who make the decisions, and quite often it's based on what TV shows they're watching or (laughs) movies they've recently seen. So especially if you see a litter of puppies or kittens, you will notice that they're all kind of in a theme. I have always wanted to do a litter of eight is enough dogs or kittens, (laughs) uh, but that's because of my age. So I don't know how many would remember uh, the eight is enough TV show.
0: Well, I certainly do, but that doesn't <laughs> surprise you. Yeah, that would be a great idea. A whole litter of Nicholas's and Tommy's and Nancy's and Jonie's. That would be great. It would, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Abby and Tom and David. (laughs) All right. So uh, check out Clifford and uh, or maybe some of the other available pets for adoption at the Humane Society of South Central Michigan. You know, you brought up an interesting discussion topic, taking your dog in public, which at this time of the year, right, more folks are getting out and walking their dogs and taking them with them to various places this is what folks do, right? They they want to take their pets along, but there's probably some things they should think about, right?
1: It's one of the first things that you want to consider as a person who sees a cute dog and you'd love to go up and pet the dog. Don't do that without asking for permission. Always ask the owner if you can approach their dog. And that's something that you want to do as an adult. It's the first thing you want to teach children when it comes to dealing with dogs. And if your With your dog and there's another dog, again, ask the owner if it's safe to approach. Just because the dog maybe doesn't want to have someone come up doesn't mean it's a bad dog. It's just every situation is different. So for those of you who have dogs and you're thinking about taking it to an outdoor patio or to a dog park or to, you know, a regular park to walk around, they're Definitely some things to consider. Um, The first is make sure that your animal is up to date on vaccines. Mm. That's really important. We've had uh, in the state of Michigan some issues with Parvo. So you want to make sure your dog's up to date. Um, But until you know how your dog is going to respond, I would definitely try times or places that are not as busy. So make sure that maybe if you do take your dog to a restaurant, um, Griffin Grill and Pub downtown Battle Creek allows dogs on their patio. Fabulous place to go. Um, but pick a time that's not super busy. So instead of going for a Saturday night, for example, maybe try a Tuesday afternoon, maybe about three o'clock when there's not as many people to see how the dog does. That goes for taking your dog to a park anyways. Um, most parks require dogs to be unleashed, but Go during off hours to see how the dog does or go to different places that are maybe not as busy. If you're not sure how your dog's going to do, the the park at Riverside Park might not be uh, the first place you would want to go on a Saturday. (laughs) You definitely want to keep your dog on a short lead. Uh, Dogs should be kept on an eight-foot lead or shorter anyways. Those Mm -hmm. retractable leashes are not great, but definitely make sure that you've got your dog under control. One of the things that you could consider if you haven't done it is training. To be able to have your dog have recall, to be able to walk next to you, to be able to know how to approach things, training is a great opportunity. Even if you do just a short lease training, maybe six-week session, that's going to be really helpful. But not all dogs are going to be great with people coming up to them no matter what. Uh, some things to consider if your dog is person-selective or maybe doesn't like being around kids or is maybe nervous with other dogs. There's a program where you can tie a yellow ribbon to your dog's collar or leash. Oh. And that yellow ribbon is kind of a, a sign to other people that this dog needs some space. This might be a nervous dog. It might mm. be an old dog that's got health issues. If you see a yellow ribbon on a do- dog's collar or leash definitely keep your distance give them plenty of space if your dog has some issues uh, they sell vests that say uh, things like please give me space or do not approach
0: uh-huh first of all tie a yellow ribbon goes back further than eight is enough
1: yes it does <laughs> Yes, it does. Yes, it does.
0: Uh, just saying but um, <laughs> some of you will know what i'm saying but uh, yeah that's a neat idea
1: absolutely um since the weather's improved We've actually heard of two dogs recently um, from people around me who have had incidents where uh, they were out in public and uh, they had their dog on a leash, but maybe a jogger came running up unexpected and approached the dog before uh, the person who had the leash was able to say, hey, back off. And Mm -hmm. the person got bit. Uh, so check your animal control ordinances because there's very specific information on uh, what would be dangerous animals. After your dog has um, bit a person or another animal, um, it could be declared a dangerous animal, and there are certain things that you would need to do by court order. And you don't want to get into that situation. Right. So uh, ordinances are all available online, but your first bet is to protect your dog. So let people know please don't approach my dog, try the yellow ribbon or harness. Another thing that you can do is put a basket muzzle on your dog. A lot of people, if they see a basket muzzle on a dog, their first thing is this is a bad dog and I don't want to get bit. Your dog may not be bad, but if people don't come up to it because they're afraid of it, hey, that takes care of the problem altogether. (laughs) You definitely don't want to put your dog in a situation where it may bite. So that muzzle can be a reinforcement For people to think, okay, I should not approach this dog. At the end of the day, you want your dog to be safe. So if wearing a basket muzzle is the way to go to keep people uh, at a safe distance, so you don't have to get into a court situation, um, that's definitely something to consider. Muzzles can be definitely more um, kind-fitting for the animal now, but brachycephalic dogs, dogs with really smooshed in faces, muzzles are are not going to be a great fit for them, dogs with Mm -hmm. breathing issues. So there's a lot of things to consider, but the most important thing is to keep the public safe and to keep your dog safe.
0: The bite thing that you talked about could just be a reflex based on all this stimulus.
1: Absolutely. It can be definitely frightening for a dog. Um, You never know exactly what's going to happen in an outside situation. Mm -hmm. Even if your dog is normally um, quite able to handle that, you don't want to get them in a position where they could have an issue
0: a person should have a sense for their dog before they even go out, I would say, right? I mean, for example, uh, my mother has a dog that when a feather goes by, he barks. He'd give Clifford a run for his vocal money. And so they don't take him out in public situations because he would just flip out. This is what you know about your pet already before you even leave the house, right? I mean, there's some things you probably already know about how well they might interact in in a public situation.
1: And that's something that we do with our adoption process. When we talk to folks and they say, you know, I want a dog that's going to go everywhere with me and is the, you know, super chill and likes other dogs and loves kids if they have those requirements, if that's what they're looking for, and then they choose a dog that's highly nervous, doesn't like other dogs, doesn't like children, we are going to steer them away from that. So Mm -hmm. you may not be denied from adopting altogether, but the dog that you've chosen based on a picture may not be a good fit for your life. You want to really think about what you want and what your dog is going to want.
0: How do you know what their dispositions are? You can't ask them to sit down and answer 10 questions and then you'll know. Uh, You have to study them, don't you?
1: We do a modified Sue Sternberg safer test um, to check for the dog's temperament. But also most of these dogs have been in the shelter for a little bit of time. So we watch their interaction. You may know your dog at home, but we know these dogs pretty well in the situation And we can be able to tell you, hey, we've watched this dog and how it reacts to other dogs. We've watched this dog and it's really uncomfortable around maybe tall men or people who are wearing hats. So we can talk a little bit about that. We know that um, the shelter environment is not like a home environment, but you can say that the shelter environment would be quite similar to an environment that's unpredictable taking your dog out in public. So we can definitely say that sort of thing.
0: Take a look at Clifford because he'll make you smile and maybe he is the right one for your uh, environment. And so Humane Society of South Central Michigan, easily accessed at hsscm.org, or you can click right through at battlecreekpodcast.com from the show notes for this episode and find out more wiggly tail updates here on community matters jessica gilbert's humane society south central michigan thank you thank you